Hello, my name's Toby Shapshak, and one of the things I do whenever I travel is use a VPN. A virtual private network is like creating a secure tunnel from your device, usually a phone, to a safe server so that other people on the wireless network can't eavesdrop with what you're doing. And one of the pieces of technology I use every time I travel is, is a software app called NordVPN. And I'm very happy to have Karolas Pabilianskas from NordVPN to talk to us about the, the evolution of this, of this really remarkable uh, VPN and security company. Hello, Karolas. Hello, Toby. Thanks for having me here. I mean, you're talking to the converted when you're talking to me, but just in general, maybe if you can talk about the importance of, of having a VPN, and certainly uh, for me, it's a, a cybersecurity must-have if you're using free public Wi-Fi in any way whatsoever. I always use it. I've just come back from a trip to New York where every time I was on anyone else's Wi-Fi, I was using NordVPN. So obviously the VPN, as you mentioned already, it sort of encrypts your traffic. And when you're online, uh, you do want to stay secure because of all the stuff you might be doing. So, you know, that does include you accessing your bank, accessing websites, talking to your friends, etc. And you definitely don't want anyone to eavesdrop on those connections. You never know what the attacker might want to use uh, that information for, and they can definitely use it against you. So using a VPN uh, to encrypt that traffic and hide it from the potential eavesdroppers is one of the essential, I believe, security measures you can take online. Um, and it really is sort of the basis for a good security hygiene online. So once you use a VPN, then whether you're on public Wi-Fi or you know, whatever other internet connection, your traffic gets encrypted um, and no one can actually see inside it. They just see that there's some, you know, uh, ones and zeros traveling through the internet, but there's yes. no way of knowing what's inside. So uh, it's really just the first step to uh, protect your uh, security online. And it's one of the most important fundamental ones. I fundamentally agree. And you had me at security hygiene <laughs> because most people just, just aren't aware of the dangers implicit in using someone else's Wi-Fi. It's not necessarily the service provider that you have to worry about. It's the other cyber criminals on the network waiting for, let's not say stupid people, let's say people who are unaware of the security protocols they should be following who don't encrypt their, their connections. And it, it's, you know, it's technically called a man in the middle attack. Someone could be snooping on your, your traffic um, and extract crucial things like parts of your identity or your bank login details or your email login details. Yeah, and I think that's that's a really good point you mentioned there is that the other end, the service that you're connecting to is pro probably has its security sorted, at least most likely. If you're connecting to a big website, it's going to have its security sorted. But it's the local Wi-Fi that you really have to worry about. Now, if you're on a public Wi-Fi, many of these aren't really properly secured at all. Uh, in some cases, they don't even have uh, proper encryption on it, which means... Uh, if your if the service you're using online is not encrypting its traffic, then essentially it's all plain text that anyone can read. Yes. Um, even worse, if you are in a, a public spot like you know a cafe, uh, in some cases an attacker might be someone else sitting at the next table, and they might yeah. have a rogue Wi-Fi set up themselves. Uh, yes. You know the ID of the Wi-Fi might be the same as uh, the uh, the coffee shop, for example. But yeah. you just have no way of knowing that you're not connected to the actual coffee shop's Wi-Fi. Exactly. 
exactly. into someone pretending to be the coffee shop. If I was a scammer, Carolos, what you do is you put up all those endless pages of, yes, I agree to the terms. Yes, show me your commercial. Yes, yes. And that would convince anyone <laughs> that they're connecting yeah. the Wi-Fi. They're connecting to, how do I know it's real you know, public Wi-Fi? It's very annoying to get on. And that's the thing. We also are also desensitized to all of these prompts, security prompts, except yes. this and that. And another thing that, you know, when an, a real security prompt jumps at us, you know, saying that, hey, this Wi-Fi might be fishy, we might just have the muscle memory to press OK and say, you know, that's fine. Uh, yeah. Suddenly we're yeah. at the hands of someone we don't know. You mentioned an interesting thing with muscle memory because it's like I have trained myself to do two things. One, um, I traveled during the second SARS outbreak in maybe 18 years ago. And my sister, who's a doctor in the States, I was traveling there and she, I said to her, what do I do? And she said, don't touch anything, doors, handles, whatever, in airports or malls or whatever, and wash your hands more. So, so I've just become, by the time COVID hit us at the beginning of 2020, I was re already an expert at like tapping the lift button with my middle finger knuckle you know I never touch anything with my, my index fingers because those are the fingers you automatically touch to your face right so why did I do that because I didn't want to catch flu or colds I've traveled a lot before COVID for years I used to always pick up whatever flu or thing was available and that was my motivation it wasn't to save myself from a pandemic it was just to save myself from a, a week of a bad flu um, so I changed my behavior in a certain way and as I became more conscious of how important security is I'm like paranoid in a way and people think I'm nuts and they think I'm overdoing it and and then finally all the ransomware attacks of the last year happened and everyone's data got breached and suddenly people are going oh okay you're not so nuts after all you're not such a germaphobe anymore because actually as you say it's like muscle memory you get these prompts you like you know think about privacy Cookies pop up and it's easier to just push yes, accept all cookies than go through three extra clicks to reject all cookies, which is what we should all be doing. So, so in a way, cyber criminals prey on the fact that we're lazy and we're creatures of habits. And when we should learn new skill sets, unless we have a pandemic that forces us to stay at home, we don't. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, in, in a way, if we prepare our laziness in advance, it's actually also a good thing. So if, you know, if we... Prepare our laziness in advance. I love that. Yeah, so... <laughs> So, uh, you know, if I bring this back to VPN, if, our if we prepare ourselves essentially to um, uh, autom say automatically turn on uh, uh, our um, VPNs when we're traveling on public Wi-Fi, if we make that the muscle memory, then we don't even have to think about it. It's going to be unconscious. And in such a way, we're, we're going to automatically improve our security online and just by essentially having that habit. So uh, being lazy, I think, is in a way good. Uh, but at the same time, you have to make sure that you have all the habits in place right just to stay safe online before you can actually be lazy before you can allow yourself to be lazy i agree listen i want to i want to talk about north as a company because you're you are based where you are now in vilna the capital of lithuania my grandmother was lithuanian um and i'm very happy to discover the you know historical connection to uh, an app that i use whenever i'm on public wi-fi which is very seldomly in South Africa, but when I'm overseas, it always I'm always using it, and I'm always I never connect to Wi-Fi without Nord. So, so it's a great company story. 
Yeah, so um, if I go back to the roots of uh, Nord itself, obviously everything started with NordVPN. That was the initial uh, Nord security product that's uh, been around now for around 10 years, I believe. Um, I don't actually even know the exact birthday <laughs> at the top of my head. Um, but yeah, it's uh, slowly been growing as our main product. And uh, bit by bit, we became one of the biggest, if not the biggest, VPN providers in the world. Uh, we started to innovate and push the whole industry forward. And eventually, the VPN itself, it sort of became as the basis for not just push, you know, uh, ha- having a great VPN product that we can uh, can give to people to ensure they're safe online. But we thought that, you know, what's the biggest problem, bigger problem that we're trying to solve? And that's actually online security in general. So obviously, uh, that meant that we can, uh, you know, look at other avenues that we can tackle in order to increase people's security online. And other pro- products came around as well uh, to help with that. So one of them is NordPass, which uh, helps you secure your passwords and very important uh, practice in your online security. Um, another product is um, our locker, which helps you encrypt and share files. Uh, so uh, also keeps your data secure online. Um, and at the same time, there's also NordLayer, which is a business-to-business VPN that uh, VPN solution, and not just a VPN, but general business-to-business security solution, which helps you, you secure your whole company and make sure everyone can access uh, all the internal tools they need to. That's a great portfolio, and I've seen that you've launched NordPass. I mean, what's interesting to me is is there was a time where VPNs were only a, a corporate thing and no one ever used them um, and used them very seldomly. But now, because of working from home, they are just part of life. You know, everybody has to log into a VPN to be part of of their corporate network. And it is a fantastic level of security, I think. Uh, there used to be a criticism that VPNs were slow. I don't experience that at all. I, I, I think my, my connection's as fast as ever and secure. I'm happy with that. Speed is a very important, actually, concept of the VPN because if you look at all the initial VPN protocols that existed, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, when essentially the internet started, obviously these were uh, a bit more rigid and in certain networks they actually could be slower. But that's why the whole uh, VPN industry uh, has innovated during that time. And while you have some old, older protocols, I should say, uh, such as the IPsec uh, suite of protocols, the OpenVPN protocol, etc., which are you know well-known and established names for essentially decades now. Uh, but at the same time, you have all the new uh, you know players, such as the WireGuard protocol or various SSL-based or TLS-based protocols that are around and, you know, are innovating in the industry to make sure that, you know, you can access your content in new and different ways. Um, and really, the uh, the thing is, is that VPNs nowadays are so fast and so transparent that you usually shouldn't really feel any slowdown. Uh, you just might have to pick the correct protocol for your particular network, just in case there's some control in the network or there's slow, some slowdown by internet service provider based on the protocol. You know, that might exist. But uh, the VPN providers nowadays give you enough options to surf fast. Absolutely. I mean, I know a lot of software comes with it built in and a lot of, you know, some browsers offer a built-in VPN. I like to get multiple service providers, one person for passwords, another for authenticating, someone else for 
for VPN so that if someone's trying to hack me, they've got to hack multiple service providers. Like, I trust Nord deeply, you know. Um, I won't say who else I use. Okay, everybody knows because I write about it. Microsoft, so it's going to be very hard to hack them. Um, Apple, very hard to hack. So what I've done is create multiple levels of security, which I think most people aren't really aware of. A VPN is just one of the things, you know. You've got to have a, a randomly generated password and you've got to have an authenticator. And your authenticator app is much better than a SMS OTP, right? It's an evolution. There was a time where getting a SMS was considered the like height of security. No longer, you know, there's so much that's changed in terms of what we need to be conscious of, isn't there? Yeah, um, that's a very important thing you mentioned there, that la layering becomes a very important in online security. Layering, it's um, like dressing for yeah, winter. Exactly. Um, so I always really, when I'm talking about layering your online security, I always actually like to start with physical security most of all, because uh, obviously you have your devices uh, that, you know, your phone, your laptop, etc. then uh, using common sense becomes really important and, you know, not leaving, first of all, your devices, uh, you know, unattended, uh, because that can, that obviously is a security risk that no one even thinks about anymore, but that does actually, you know, impact. Uh, our security. Um, the next thing is then once you have your device, if it's physically secure, obviously you want to encrypt it because if someone steals it, that they shouldn't really have access to your device. And that's even before we hit the internet. You know, that's the physical device security. <laughs> so it, it all before we've there. even started the motor. Exactly. You know, you said, like you lock your car. You know. Yeah. So, so it's the same uh, principle here. Um, but then once you go online, um, then obviously, uh, we, as we mentioned, VPN is one of the uh, sort of base layer security uh, things that you should use and that encrypts your traffic and doesn't allow your internet service provider or the Wi-Fi to see what you're doing on the internet. Um, with the service, as you mentioned, you know, having multiple passwords uh, and difficult to guess passwords. In fact, probably the best bet is if you don't even, if you're not even able to remember your own passwords, there should be yes. difficult. And, yes. And that's, that's why I use a password manager like LastPass exactly. or LastPass or any yeah. other. I just want to say, Carolus, I would be a NordPass user if LastPass hadn't got to me sooner. That's fine. We will get to you eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so layering is exactly how it goes. And I, I mean, I feel like I, I can't be more paranoid than I am already. I, I, I feel like I can't be paranoid enough um, because cyber criminals are always thinking, you know, where, like I mentioned, the SMSs were the height of security. Now they're so easily compromised. Um, look at what stuff like Pegasus, the spy software was able to achieve on seemingly robust security that Apple prides itself on. It's, it's like there's nothing safe anymore after the Ukrainian invasion by Russia. You know, half of the of the confrontation going on is in cyberspace. There's a cyber war happening. We we live in this kind of world where actually you've got to be more paranoid all the time. Exactly. But that's one of the things as well is, you know, you have to be very paranoid and very careful and use your best judgment and common sense. But at the same time, not be so paranoid that, you know, you are essentially blocking yourself from using those online services you depend on. Yes. Uh, that's that's a very important thing to note that, you know, uh, uh, if you are overly, uh, overly paranoid, then, you know, you just won't 
you know, enjoy your life online, uh, yes. which is still important. But at the same time, you know, using common sense will protect you from most uh, scenarios that can that are out there. You know, and if as long as you're not doing anything illegal, you should be completely fine. As I often say to people, if it seems too good to be true. It is too good to be true. Bill Gates does not want to give you $100 for forwarding this email to everyone in your contacts list. You know, that's how far yeah. back it goes. You know, the, the Nigerian 419 scam refers to the Nigerian postal code. You know, it's just you got to be savvy about security in the real world and constantly upgraded in, in the cyber world. Yeah, exactly. And but that's that's the thing, you know. These are all very basic things that have been around for so many years. That we, if we go back to that muscle memory, if we just put in a little bit of effort, that all of all of the security can be part of our muscle memory, and and both online and offline. So uh, once you're once you know you want to get used to the basics of staying safe, then you're gonna be fine for a long time. Great. Well, we're speaking to a mostly South African audience, so we certainly understand safety and security. Carolus, thank you very much, and thank you to. NordVPN for keeping my Wi-Fi safe whenever I am on a public Wi-Fi. Thank you very much for having me. Great. You've been listening to The Stuff Podcast. My name is Toby Shapshak. I'm the Editor-in-Chief. And our Director of Audio is Hans Baumgarten. The Executive Producer is Sally Hudson. Please subscribe and like us wherever you get your podcast. It really does help. And you can read more on stuff.co.za.